You're, You're listening, listening to Jock's Your Socks Off. This episode is dedicated to Carol. May God rest your soul. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 13 of Jock's Your Socks Off. So a while back, I opened up the podcast with some questions, and I got a few. I got a few here and there. Um, I probably would have got more, but, you know, I put it on Facebook. I opened it up for questions, and then, like, a couple days later, I shut Facebook back down and stuff. So if you did have some questions and shit you want to ask, fucking reach out, uh, message me, and we'll do it for future episodes because I do want to answer more questions and shit. I want people to know. Uh, whatever they want to know. So I got some questions from my brother, John Hensley. My fucking boy, Shen, asked me a few of them. And I'll get them to him now. Um, so he asked me my, my top three comic book stories. And honestly, brother, I read it as top five. <laughs> so I do have some honorable mentions. I'll do three. But then I do have some honorable mentions, too, I'll get into. And then I got some other questions and shit. Uh that we'll get into as well and stuff here on the podcast. So check it out. So my first favorite story I'm going with is Infinity War from Marvel Comics. Six-issue series from 1992, written by Jim Starlin, art by Ron Lim and Al Milgram, who are fantastic fucking artists. Ron Lim is a great, great fucking artist, like no doubt. Um... So I was like, I was big into comics, you know, back in the day and stuff. But then like, like 1990, uh, I really started getting back into them and stuff. And Infinity War number three is the first one I bought. So I bought it right in the middle of the whole thing and fell in love with the fucking artwork. And a lot of my style I have nowadays, I think, is from drawing what I saw in those comic books. Ron Lim is a fantastic artist. Always be one of my favorite artists. And that's where I got that style from, you know, and then threw my own twist to it as the years went on and stuff. But Infinity War, fuck, it's, it's one of my favorite stories. I go back to it all the fucking time and read the six issues. It is a sequel to Infinity Gauntlet, which was a great story in its own right. I love Infinity Gauntlet, but I love Infinity War better. And it was followed up by, by Infinity Crusade in 1993. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, it was a, just a fucking dope fucking book. And all the covers had... So it's the cover. It has that, that gatefold opening. And the back cover. Like, you open it up and it can make a fucking poster out of the whole book. You know, just fucking dope. I want to buy copies of this shit just to have the... Just to put the covers up on my wall. You know, I want extras just so I can do that. Um, but just a great fucking story. Adam Warlock fucking gets the gauntlet. And he he expels the good and evil. And the, the, the heroes... Well, yeah, all right. Well, can we get into it? Uh, we'll get into this issue, I guess. So, and he creates, he recreates uh, his evil persona, Magus, and he wants revenge on Warlock and Thanos and everything, and Magus wants the fucking Infinity Gauntlet, and he creates fucking these doppelgangers of all the heroes on Earth. So, 
all the heroes are like fighting evil fucking doubles, evil doppelgangers of themselves. And it is so fucking dope. It is so fucking great to look at um, in comic book form. I fucking love it to death. It is like my favorite fucking shit like ever. And like they came out with, okay, uh, the uh, event, uh, the Avengers Infinity War. No, you should not have called it Infinity War. I wanted to see Captain America fight an evil Captain America. I wanted to see the shit from Infinity War, the fucking comic, not what we got. So that is why I did not really like Infinity War and fucking Endgame and all this other bullshit that came after it. Like, okay, Thanos came. Why didn't you just do Infinity Gauntlet when Thanos fucking got a hold of it? Why'd you have to call it Infinity War? They fucking ruined it. But, um... This comic book played a huge part in my fucking childhood uh, growing up. I think I was just starting seventh grade. I was getting into tagging and stuff with my own little tagging crew. And it was a big fucking thing. It was it was big. Infinity War was big. And issue three was the first issue I bought. And I still have that issue that I bought. And... I, I love Infinity War to death. It's a great fucking story. If you've never seen it or read it, you need to take a peek at it because the artwork is great. It's fucking phenomenal. It's just, it's incredible. Uh, my next one I'm coming at is Iron Man, uh, Demon in a Bottle storyline. Nine issue arc uh, from issues 120 to 128, starting in 1979 by Marvel Comics. Written by Dan Michelini and Bob Layton. Uh, artwork was by John Romita Jr. and Bob Layton. And it's the trials and tribulations of fucking Tony of Tony Stark. Um, he's a playboy. What do you call him? Playboy, billionaire, philanthropist. He's got all this fucking money. He's got all these fucking chicks. He's partying all the time. He's doing all this shit. You know, all this shit starts going on. And he starts drinking. And this storyline hit, like, really, really hard once I learned about it. And once I actually read the books on it, it hit really hard. It hit really close to home. Because people who know me know that I've struggled with this kind of shit. Those demons and the fucking bottle. I've been there. I've been down this road. I know exactly how fucking Tony Tony is fucking feeling, you know, and shit going through this and stuff. And it's a really fucking powerful um, story arc. And if you're able to get your hands on it, you can find it online here and there and read bits and pieces and shit like that. But it's it's really really hard hitting. And they kind of it kind of came to fruition a little bit in uh, Iron Man Two, the movie. Um, so Tony can't really find anything uh, to really cure what's going on with his heart and stuff. And he, you can tell he falls into a depression. He's drinking more and stuff like that. And it culminates him being like fucking shit face drunk at this party and fucking damn near blowing up his own house. So just things like that. And that's, that's why this story uh, really hit hard to me. And that's why it's one of my favorite stories, because it does, it shows you that fucking lesson. It's like, this shit happens to everyone, every fucking person, you know, 
So that's another one. And in my top three coming in, I gotta say Dark Knight Returns from 1986. Four issues uh, done by Frank Miller and Claus Jansen. Um, great fucking, <laughs> great fucking book. I got the collected, the graphic novel, and that's the only way to read it, in my opinion. It is so fucking great. Um, Batman's 55 years old. He comes out of retirement to face the opposition of the Gotham Police Department and the U.S. government. And all this shit is going on. He finds a new Robin. And he has a final confrontation with Superman, who is kind of a pawn of the government. And it's fucking great. Frank Miller is a genius. Frank Miller did fucking, uh, you know, he had a great run on Daredevil. He did fucking the 300. He did a bunch of shit. But Dark Knight Returns is fucking great. And it's regarded as one of the greatest Batman stories ever fucking told. And I could not agree more. Because it's so awesome to go back and revisit even though however many times I read it. You know, I've had the graphic novel, honestly, like three different times. Like I had it, and then it gets worn out, or I tear pages out to hang up on my wall, and this and that, and then I get it, and all this other shit. And it's, it's fucking great. I, I, love, I love Dark Knight Returns uh, to death. Um, so those are my top three stories. I think it was really hard to think of top uh, like three stories because there are a lot of great comic book stories out there and story arcs that are out there that you don't really think about. But I don't know. Those are the three I thought about. Um, a couple honorable mentions I do have is, uh, of course, The Watchmen. By Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons, 1986-1997, was great. Um, another one was Secret Wars, which I love to death. I have the the whole collected, I think it was nine issues of Secret Wars, and that's fucking great, too. I revisit that all the time. Just, there's, there's so fucking many stories. And another one, uh, Maximum Carnage. 14-issue crossover, 1993. Great fucking book. Great books all around. Uh, talk about Cletus Cassidy and uh, the symbiote uh, mutated with his blood and everything. And he breaks out and kills a shitload of people. So, uh, Another question he had were my top three favorite comic book characters. Um, which I'll get into. <laughs> fucking number one. Batman. I have always loved Batman. I love what he stands for. Um, He's the Dark Knight. He's the guy who can protect you when you cannot protect yourself. He's hiding in the shadows. He's a fucking vigilante out on a mission, fucking saving fucking everybody, you know. And I love Batman to death. <clears throat> so my main my main comic book collection is in a file cabinet, right? I think it's like what five and a half feet, almost six foot tall, fucking file cabinet. And so one file is dedicated to DC Comics. Uh, one file is dedicated to Marvel Comics. One file is dedicated to miscellaneous comic book companies, Image, 
uh, Dark Horse, um, Devil's Do, all this other shit, you know. And one file is dedicated solely to Batman comics. It's all full of fucking Batman comics. Um, just just regular Batman issues, Batman Brave and the Bold, Batman and Friends, uh, Superman and Batman. Um, just everything that has to deal with fucking Batman is in this one fucking file cabinet. And the whole tray is just fucking full. Just like my other Marvel, DC, all that shit. This thing is full. I, I fucking love Batman. Batman 1989 is like one of my favorite movies of all time. It's, oh fuck, it's so fucking dope. I can't say enough good things about Batman. Um, second character, I gotta say Thor. I have a ton of, of Thor bugs. I have so many Thor bugs in my Marvel stack that it's not even funny. I uh, The majority of my Marvel stack is made up of Thor comic books. And I've always loved Thor. I don't know. I've always had a soft spot for him, for the God of Thunder. Um, he's a god. He's fucking powerful as fuck. Um, I've always loved Thor. And I think my third has to be Cassandra Cassie Hack from Hack and Slash. From uh, Tim Seeley, Devil's Due Publishing. Um, just a great fucking character. She kicks, she kicks major fucking ass. Um, so her mother, her mother killed a bunch of her classmates and served them up in lunch line. She was a lunch lady and, uh, she got sent to foster parents and shit like that. And, uh, she ultimately ended up killing her mother, but Cassie Hack she's like a vigilante she goes out and she kills serial killers aka slashers she kills slashers that's what she does and it's fucking badass she's like the ultimate fucking badass the ultimate fucking vigilante and i so 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 fucking wish they did a movie about this um for fucking years and years i've wished they'd done a fucking movie and would actually do it right and follow with the shit but who knows? That's who knows if that'll ever fucking happen. But it would be so fucking great to see either a hack and slash movie or just a Cassie hack. Just call it fucking hack and follow her around as she does all this shit. You can have so many fucking movies on that shit. It would be great. It would be fucking awesome. Um, his next question. Why is Neil Peart the best drummer of all time? Well, John, I don't know if Neil Peart is the best drummer of all time. Neil Peart is a great fucking drummer. I will say that. And I know you love Rush, brother. I know they're one of your favorites and stuff. But um, I don't know. You know, before before the question was asked, I did not even think about, like, a favorite drummer. Like, for a, you know, for a long fucking time. Drummers don't really get thought of that way and stuff. But Pert with his huge fucking set, Neil Pert was fucking dope. I won't deny it. He's a great fucking drummer. Um, <clears throat> so I did, I, I compiled a little list and shit of uh, some of my favorites and stuff. There's no order of it. It's just a list that of people I thought about. And I'm like, okay, you want drummers? I'll give you some fucking drummers, dude. So uh, who we got here? We got Dave Lombardo from Slayer. 
Uh, he's did some shit with other bands, um, Dead Cross, uh, featured with Mike Patton. Um, great fucking drummer. The Slayer is fucking great. You can't deny Slayer. You can't deny fucking Dave Lombardo, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> Mike Bourdain. Uh-huh. <clears throat> From Faith No More. B-O-R-D-I-N. Bourdain. Bourdain. Mike Bourdain. From Faith No More. He played with Ozzy, too. Great fucking drummer. Um... One of my favorites. He, he can fucking throw down. Uh, Nico McBrain from Iron Maiden is a great fucking drummer. He can hold his own. But with him and Steve Harris on bass, that rhythm section for Iron Maiden is top fucking notch. You cannot deny how great that fucking rhythm section is with Nico and with Steve Harris playing. Because Steve Harris is one of my favorite bass players of all time. And the shit they do together, it's it's fucking outstanding. Uh, Tommy Lee, of course, from Molly Crew fame. Tommy Lee is a fucking fantastic drummer. You can't deny. Um, you can't deny his popularity as a drummer. And it he's he's a fantastic fucking drummer. Too Fast for Love is like one of my favorite albums of all time. And there's a lot of my favorite songs that are on that album. And, of course, Tommy Lee plays fucking drums on that shit. So Tommy Lee is a fucking really, really great drummer. Really, I I, I wouldn't say he's underrated, but underappreciated, I guess, as far as his drumming is. Um, next, uh, Christopher from Silver Sun Pickups. If you've never heard of Silver Sun Pickups, I suggest you... YouTube a couple of their songs and listen to Christopher's playing. He's fast. He's furious. He's so full of energy and he's a fantastic drummer and it's one of my favorite drummers. He, he goes off and it's so awesome to see him live. Like I've seen Silver Sun pickups play live, you know, and stuff. And he, he goes off. He's so full of energy and his hi-hat is, like, fucking, like, 10 feet in the fucking air and shit, you know? But he's a he's an awesome, awesome fucking drummer. So check out Silver Sun Pickups and shit. Uh, next up, Tom Hunting from Exodus. And I don't know what the fuck happened to Exodus. I don't know what happened to them. Um... They are harder and heavier than a lot of their other mainstream contemporaries, like fucking Metallica and shit like that. I don't know what the fuck happened, because they're fucking hardcore. Exodus is a great fucking thrash, heavy metal, straight up fucking heavy metal band. And they always have been. They always fucking have been. Exodus is fucking dope. Um, Tom Hunting is a great fucking drum player on that shit. He had some health problems recently and stuff that he's coming back from. But fantastic fucking drummer. Exodus is a great fucking underrated, totally underrated band. Like, if people, if you're a heavy metal fan and you don't like Exodus, then something is seriously fucking wrong with you. Like, what have you been fucking listening to the past 35 fucking years, you know? OG fucking originals. Kirk Hammett from Metallica came from fucking Exodus, okay? Gary Holt 
the main fucking songwriter, the main fucking, the lead guitarist for Exodus is a dope, dope, dope fucking guitar player. Great fucking guitar player. So fucking heavy. And if you don't listen to Exodus, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. I I honestly don't know. But Tom Hunting from Exodus, great fucking drummer, has been for years and years and years. So you got to check some of that shit out too. Um, some other ones, Alex Van Halen. I love Van Halen to death. And Alex's playing has always been fucking top notch throughout everything that they've done. Uh, Peter Chris from Kiss is dope. I like I like Peter Chris's uh, drum playing and stuff. You know, on uh, Kiss's self title album and their and Love Gun and shit like that. Um, I'm getting back into my favorite band of all time, uh, um, Megadeth. Gar Samuelson, who played drums on "Killing Is My Business" and "Peace Sells," but who's buying? It it's it's insane. Gar Samuelson is an insane fucking drummer, and it's he's so fucking great, and it totally brings out everything that that music does. That Megadeth does, especially in those early days. You know, "Killing Is My Business" days and shit. And just the fast drumming and the fast playing and the fast lyrics and shit. And it fucking blew my mind. And Gar will always go down as one of my favorite fucking drummers of all time because of that. Because Killing Is My Business and P-Cells are two of my favorite albums of all time. Like, it won't fucking change. Um, they can get into other um, Megadeth, like Nick Menza. Like, when P-Cells, no, not P-Cells, I'm sorry, Rust in Peace came out. And Nick was a great fucking drummer in his own right, you know, and took over that, took over the fucking lead, you know, and he was a great fucking drummer. But Gar, fucking Gar just fucking threw down and he played so much good drums on so many of my favorite fucking songs that it's not even fucking funny. But um, I don't know, dude, that's that's my like my favorite drummer, Neil Peart from Rush was okay, I guess. <laughs> like, Neil Peart was alright. He was okay. He was a cool drummer and shit. But, uh, I don't know. Another couple other questions I have were from my boy fucking uh, D-Nice, my boy Dennis, was like, what is a hetero life mate? First of all, he asked, when, when am I going to do a podcast? So the answer to that question, motherfucker, is whenever you can get your ass over here to record a podcast, you can be on the podcast. You can come over as much as you want and be on fucking podcast, dude. We can record as many as you fucking want to, bruh. But a hetero life mate is, we got that from Kevin Smith. So I used to work at this place, and then uh, my boy D and I started there, and we... We, I'm not going to say we fell in love, but we connected on a lot of shit. Our love of uh, uh, metal music and movies and Kevin Smith movies and all this other shit and stuff. And Kevin Smith, uh, his hetero life mate is Jay, of course. So my hetero life mate is Dean Ice. Um, so what is a hetero life mate? It is somebody you get close enough to... Um, basically without fucking, 
in, in my opinion, that's 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 my definition of a hetero life mate. Um, a buddy you get close enough to, you know, without actually fucking sleeping with them, you know. And D Nice knows everything about me, dude. Like I have nothing to fucking hide. And Dennis is. He's he'll be one of my great friends fucking for the rest of my life. I love him to death. I do, D nice. I love you to death, brother. I want to spend more time with you. I don't see you enough. I don't spend enough time with you and shit. And we do need to get together and do some shit. So you are my hetero life mate. You always will be. Um, you need to come over do some podcasts and shit. We're not gonna fuck. All right, we won't fuck. But um, we need to get together and do some shit, though. Seriously. So, I don't know. I didn't really have um, a bunch more questions other than that. I did have some from Ross talking about fucking old crackhead Mark. And we both know about that dude. He's His fingers are fat because he got frostbit and I broke his meth pipe. And shit like that. But, so, I don't know, all in all, I think I'm going to call this the episode, uh, episode 13, jocks your socks off, um, if anything else comes up, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to do another episode pretty soon, and talk shit about something, because I do have a lot to say, but I don't really want to get into it right now, so we'll see what happens, then we'll go from there, so, uh, All right. Thank you very much for listening. Episode 13, Jocks Your Socks Off, with me, Stevie Jocks. Well, bye.